You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hi, Tim. Hello, Sean. And also joining us today, we have the one, the only, Johnny from Detroit. Tim. Hey, Johnny. Good to have you back. And we have another special guest. <laughs> he never says hi to me. Sean's pointing at himself. <laughs> Why don't you say hello to me? Uh, we also have another special guest here. We have David Cooley from Kansas City. Welcome on, Cooley. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. So since you're a, a first-timer, a first-time guest, we want to know a little bit about you. What, what should we know about you? Yeah, um, I I have a little bit of a football background, so just to touch on that a little bit, um, I went to school at uh, Kansas University. So uh, I when I was there, I worked for the football team for three years as an equipment manager. Um, so I was very heavily involved in the you know practices and you know other things like that. So got a nice um, introduction to football, and then uh, when I graduated. Um, with a degree in economics, which works out well for salary cap fantasy football leagues. Um, I worked for the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Uh, so I spent a season down there and then I've coached high school football for two years and then, you know, doing other football things. But now I've a hundred percent focused into fantasy football as, as far as my hobby. When you were in Jacksonville, did you have a chance to hobnob with any of the scouts there and pick up some tips? Not the scouts. Um, we were more involved with the players. So, like, I was assigned a running back. So, Maurice Jones-Drew was Ooh. the running back Love to, to know there. Um, but, yeah, there's some fun stories about that. What, so, about, what about Jackson DeVille? Because, for me, that wasn't he's, the thing he's, when I was he's, he, that was pre-Jackson DeVille. Okay. That's oh, the, that's, is that like the mascot? That's the yeah. That's my favorite mascot. Oh, okay. There's in, like this. Uh, I thought you meant Goldie. like the Duval thing. No, <laughs> which is I think Duval County, but that mm-hmm. was the Duval County wasn't thing. But I think Jackson Deville was there. Yeah. Now, when you said you were assigned running backs, like what what did you have to do? Like what did that was? So it's basically like a ball boy um, during practice. So I did the same thing at uh, the University of Kansas. So I was a ball boy for the receivers uh, my first year and then quarterbacks the last two years. Um, so basically I got to see all of their drills every single day, but you know, I caught balls from professional quarterbacks, which is fun. Yeah. I will tell you some guys, they throw a nice ball and some guys just throw bricks and it just hurts your hands. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll leave them unnamed. We don't want to yeah. call anybody out like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right, well, we have a two-round rookie mock draft for you today, uh, the four of us. And uh, I think Sean has 
uh, set up our our pick order. Did you guys? Did you? You haven't told these guys where they're picking yet, have you? Well, they're in. The, they're probably in the dock. But yeah, so we decided to give the 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 new the new uh, member here uh, the first the, the one one. So that'd be that'll that'll be Mr. Cooley, and then yeah, the easy one. Yeah, you get the easiest. You start you start you out easy, uh, and then then it'll go Johnny, and then I think it's gonna go Tim, and then me. So I'll take four, and then we'll just rotate uh, through all the way through, basically, through uh, however long this lasts. And what are the cool. settings we're using for this draft? Okay, yeah. So uh, there was some how we're doing get, this. Get out your notebooks. Okay, there's yeah, a lot of just, information. Okay, <laughs> it's so, a mess. <laughs> so we're. We're going one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, no super flex, one kicker. Uh, so, so they are on the board. Yeah, you, the they're on the board. You can All take right. a kicker. Uh, basically, basically standard half point PPR scoring, pass touchdowns are four points. Um, salary cap wise, we're going with a two hundred dollar uh, salary cap, um, minimum increments of a quarter. Uh, and the, we set up a, a wage scale uh, with uh, running backs being 10% of the cap at $20. The first one. The first one. And then they decrease a dollar per pick. Wide receivers start at $15, decrease 75 per cents per pick. Quarterbacks start at $10, decreasing 50 cents per pick. Tight ends start at $5, decreasing a quarter per pick. They all end up getting to be down to the minimum at, I think, pick 21 uh, and then, yeah, we the, you get the uh, players on a two-year contract to begin with, and then after after t two years, you can uh, sign them to a longer contract um, at a maximum of five years, which the increase will be twenty percent of their rookie scale per year. So that's a little complicated, but um, but basically the the point of it is 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 you can re-sign people uh, and uh, and at a discount. Um, and, uh, you can keep them for a while, but you can't keep them forever. And did you go through the scoring, Sean? Yep, I did. I, okay. You just were listening. I had already turned my ears off. Yeah. So. Uh, and then, uh, you, you have a, a rosters are 20 with a five, uh, player taxi squad that is only first and second year players, um, on it can okay. be eligible. So, and All once right. you take a guy off taxi, they're off for good. All right. So clear, clear as mud. <laughs> and let's jump in. Uh, Cooley, you are on the clock with the first overall pick. Um, the I think the consensus option here would be Bijan Robinson, so I think I'll definitely go with that one out of Atlanta. Right. Running back. I can't argue with that That's pick. That's a terrible pick. <laughs> I, I can't argue either. Even with the salary being higher than all the other positions, it's it's – this is why you have money in the bank to spend on players of this caliber. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, uh, the obvious pick. And, um, I, I kind of, I, I'm in on Bijan pretty much in any format as the one, one. So we probably can just move on to two. All right, Johnny, who's, who you taking? Okay. Um, I, as Ghostbusters said, I ain't afraid of no slot. Uh, so I'm going Jackson Smith and Jigba at the two Ooh. spot. Um, one of my only concerns is what is Seattle's offense going to look like? I know uh, Pete Carroll just said that they're going to try to run on the ground as much as they did last year at 65%. And 
if that's so, that's great for Shard. But um, or are they going to be this passing behemoth? Um, if in this completely made up rules that Sean made up, uh, I just want to say that like <laughs> I approach a team that I want to invest a position that I think others will discount and. As far as like flexes go, I'd rather be so strong in one position that I can put premium players all throughout my team as much as possible and then punt on one position rather than just going nickel and diving and going back and forth between positions. Um, so like I'd rather for sure be starting three receivers with one of those guys at flex than trying to have a balanced team. What do you guys, what do you guys think of JSN number two? I like it. I think with the discounted salary, it makes sense. Um, I mean, I think there's, there's a ton of other options that make a lot of sense too. Um, It could come into a situation where you're drafting on team need. So like if you need a running back, you know, Gibbs, Spears, you know, there's other options there. Um, But JSN I think is the safe pick. I mean, you're going to hope Seattle can just run 11 personnel and and pound the ball uh and do play action pass and you know Gino's established so that's good and you're hoping I think taking J- JSN you're hoping that um um what's the receiver's name there um, Lockett DK Lockett you're hoping Lockett is gonna probably retire in the next year or two or you know move on at take least a back seat. yeah the only the only downside I see to this pick is is Will JSN ever have a shot at being the number one uh, in Seattle or for a long time? But I still like the pick. I I I, uh, I, I will be the the down Debbie Downer here. I don't like the pick. I have said many times, in many ways, I wouldn't want to be in this position. So I I'm I'm sorry <laughs> we forced Johnny to be in this position. So I'm not sure any pick he made would have been. I would have liked, but um, my problem with thanks for not putting yourself in the two spot shot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's Very true. Strategic. That's true. That's true. I would have been on the hot seat then for sure. Um, the uh, my I think my number one problem with Jason. First of all, I don't think he he didn't grade out as my favorite receiver or even my second favorite receiver. He's still graded out in the top group. Um, but then the other part is the landing spot for me is. Uh, you, you, it, it just it depends on other things, moving or getting older, etc. Uh, and ultimately, I think I feel like Pete Carroll sig- uh, signaled here that he wants to run the ball, and uh, and so the I think the total volume in the passing offense, I don't think is going to be a ton, and then he still has to outperform, um, even if we discount Lockett. I think I think DK is always going to be. A factor there so that's those are my those are my uh red flags on jsn but i think he's a really fun player to have though for sure want to make any rebut johnny before i take my pick no to- totally understandable about the especially the locket uh aspect with dk he's not as much of a target hog uh you know it's True. it's similar to uh we don't we're fine with devonta smith out out in philly and aj brown plays a very similar role as dk does mm-hmm. that um with, with that with that within a half ppr league uh i'm looking for volume and 
uh, JSN gets open in a way that very, very few receivers do. Yep. So oh, good. I like That's that true. in the NFL. Good points. Good points. At number three, I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs. I, I took a note when I watched his film. He runs like butter. Uh, he has everything that I running, like. Are you running up there to take that with the envelope right there to take that pick? Uh, I mean, if he falls to three, I'd be happy to do this. He, he's got everything that I like in a running back, except he doesn't have a ton of power. But aside from that, I see him as a as a pretty complete running back. So I'm happy to get him at three. Um, I have no, I have no, um, I would take, I would probably take Gibbs here. I don't, either one of you guys uh, dissent here? I would take in Gibbs. Yeah. I I'm mean, surprised the, that you didn't I mean, take as Gibbs, terrible Johnny. as I know teams make mistakes in the draft. We see this all the time. And there isn't much uh, more of a team that is more susceptible of making first round draft <laughs> pick errors. Than Are you a Lions fan? Uh, regrettably so. Um, <laughs> one, one of my best friends, uh, we were just joking. He moved, he's moved from like Boston to like, he's in LA now. And during the draft we're texting, he's just like, I feel like I want to get out. And I, I said, this feels much like the end of Goodwill hunting when Matt Damon comes back to the construction site to work and Ben Affleck's like, what are you doing, man? You can get out of here. You're making a mistake. Like you can leave, like take the opportunity and run. So yeah, I, I feel like I, I have to root for them and it's, Cooley, it's a I, curse. I presume a you're a, a Chiefs fan and, and I'm, I'm also going to presume you have been a Chiefs fan your whole life and not just when they got Pat Mahomes. Correct. I've been I've been living in Kansas City since I was five. So there you go. Well, actually, I I moved here from New Hampshire, and my parents weren't big football fans, but they picked up Joe Montana, and I was telling them about it. My parents, and they're like, "Oh, okay, great." Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big Chiefs fan. Christian Acquia. Yep. There you go. Uh. All right. So we're up to me. Should yeah, I... Sean, you're right. up at yeah. number four. Okay. So uh, I also am not super excited about being at number four but i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna take a departure here and i'm gonna take dalton kincaid mm-hmm. um i like it and this i'm taking dalton kincaid especially considering our salary structure going into this because tight ends are at a pretty significant discount i see him as a very 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 high ceiling player um at his position and uh, you know i've heard people make comparisons to you know the most elite of the tight ends uh out there in terms of ceiling for him and if you can get that kind of a player at this kind of discount i think that's i think that's the player to go everybody else is kind of like uh nobody i'm excited about relative to position i am excited about dalton kincaid and that's why i would take him yeah i love the pick i i i have nothing bad to say about that i think that's a great pick at four Nobody. No, yeah, th- I wish he tested because then us analytics nerds would have some more data on him. But um, they traded up for him, uh, even though they didn't get any of the, they didn't get in on the receiver run that happened right before them. Mm-hmm. Um, they they said ahead of time that they'd take the the tight end from Utah if he slipped. So you know, and it's not like Gabe Davis and Khalil Shakir are dominating and exactly to... and Diggs is getting a little 
A little long He's in the tooth. A little long so. in the tooth, right? And a little, and a little unhappy. That guy can always be a little unhappy. So you never know. <laughs> right. Might blast out of there. Right. All right. His film looked great. Didn't yeah. it though? Oh, he looks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like he. I mean, obviously, I'm a Chiefs fan. He he reminded me of like a thinner Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Which is obviously a great comp, yeah. but he's... um, he's smooth. Yeah, yeah. He he had the the way. So when we were looking at film, you know, there's a lot of guys in this class that are fast, um, and a couple guys that would break tackles. He was the only one I thought who was, who who had all the just the elusiveness, the speed, and tackle breaking kind of all wrapped up in one. And so for me, it's the total package. All right, Cooley, you're on the clock at number four. Okay, so I know we're in a one quarterback league, but I think I'm going to take the quarterback here. Um, Anthony Richardson. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, when I first watched his film, I was like, oh man, his his throwing is kind of off here and there, but there you can't discount, you know, how athletic he is. And in fantasy football, you know, rushing yards just equal way more than passing yards. So, and considering, you know, salary cap league and taking you know, you can't keep a guy forever. So I, I like having that upside. Yeah, I, I think that's a great pick too. I think uh, especially in a one quarterback league, he's the guy I think you want at QB because of that upside. You need difference makers at the position. So, uh, Yeah, I, and Sean, Sean and David had the same theory with these onesie positions is you're shooting for ceiling and having a positional advantage that I, I think it's the same technique for, for both of you guys. And I would have done the same. I, I think if, we, if this is a super flex league, I probably am not pulling the trigger on a quarterback quite yet. Well, no, I probably am actually, but relative to everybody else, uh, there'd be, there'd be in a tighter, tighter grouping, I think. But in with this setting where it, you know, one quarterback league where sometimes just having an okay quarterback is just not worth anything having somebody that might be transformative at the position. I think that's exactly the right pick. So. Yep. All right, Johnny, number five. Um, no, man, number as, six. As, Sorry. As these guys, it's all good. Uh, as these guys have said, he's not their favorite. Sorry, Tim and Sean. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going with Jordan Addison. Okay. So um, even while, while being a smaller wide receiver, um, he's still able to get separation, and that's really what I've keyed in on as as far as what I'm looking for in a receiver. Uh, that's what I look as for as the hallmark of my type of wide receiver. Because I also took Jalen Rager a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and so I've been burned by these guys who can high point, and that just doesn't seem to translate as well as separation and 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 intelligence. Addison sophomore season was ridiculous with a 2.93 yards team pass attempt and i can definitely see him being a calvin ridley type player in this offense he is an excellent route runner i gotta agree with you um yeah i mean i've already talked a little bit about things i don't love about him but but the guy's gonna get open yeah and and just to be clear because you said sorry tim and sean i don't I, i don't think that i said i didn't like jordan addison i just had concerns about max ceiling and for me the problem I have with him is he will never be the top receiver in Minnesota. So he can still be pretty good. 
right? And and I, and I think I expect him to be paired uh, in a devastating way with the Minnesota offense. I think they're going to have a hard time covering him and Justin Jefferson. So I, I do think he'll be really good. I think he, there's a chance, or a pretty good chance, that he won't be great. But I think if you can get a guy who's a consistent wide receiver too here, I think that's a good pick. Do you, do you guys think he automatically leaps leapfrogs KJ Osborne? I would be surprised if he didn't. KJ Osborne is a decent receiver, but not a special receiver. I think he's a he's a perfect number three. And for they a do team. different things. I think KJ Osborne has enough size that I think he he can handle playing outside, and and that's going to be nice because it's just going to free up Jordan Addison to tear up the middle of the field. So I I I do like I do like that. I I how they how that pie gets divided is going to be unclear and how valuable that is is going to be unclear if Kirk doesn't stay and we don't draft somebody else or acquire another quarterback but um but you know I, I think being right behind Justin Jefferson in, in terms of, of targets and whatnot is, is a fine place to be so all right at number what is this six seven eight Am I, are we on eight seven. Here? we're on seven Tim. seven I can't count uh, I'm going to take Kendra Miller, another running back here. Uh, I think he's got a path to playing time this year and and going forward. I th- I again saw lots of things I really liked about him in terms of vision and burst, speed, contact, balance, power. He's a good running back, um, and so I, he's the guy I like here. I'm taking him, Kendra Miller. Uh, I like. I mean, I like the pick. I I, I like his opportunity. I don't know if he what he's able to do this year. It'll, it'll be a little unclear there, but I, I, I like his path to, to work, and uh, I liked his film. I thought he was really um, – I think we've joked about this a little bit. Like I think, Jim, you and I are probably a little outside the mainstream in terms of how much we like Kendra Miller. So I guess I'm curious um, what the thieves think here. What, um, what, are you, what are you guys' thoughts on Kendra Miller? Um, I think he, the, the one thing that's concerning is his lack of receiving profile. His best season reception share was just 6%. Um, but if you think that he can be uh, better than Jamal Williams, then like take your shot that he can get, get on the field and perform and then start. Uh... I think Jamal is 28. I think that's part of it is like, is like there's the, he's the young back there. And so I think, whether he gets that shot this year, I think is a little unclear, but I think maybe next year. I don't know, David, what do you think? I like him quite a bit. I like him quite a bit. He he was pre-draft probably three, three or four on my list. So, and then good, I mean, we didn't really talk about this yet, but there was a lot of odd landing spots, I think, that the general fantasy community didn't like. So it wasn't <laughs> easy, obvious picks to to make i think we were hoping more running back top heavy but maybe the nfl's you know getting away from spending draft capital on it except, except for seattle. those lions i guess <laughs> seattle, seattle yeah, yeah. I, i'm in the same boat as you sean on that one i'm i, I was watching the draft and saw charbonnet to seattle and i think it was right after rishi rice was picked by the chiefs um and it just kind of it was a bummer. It was a head scratcher and a bummer. It was, it was <laughs> yeah, for sure. like dang it, that's not good. Well, we'll we'll he'll get we'll see how far he slides in our draft because I think that I think that's an interesting question um, because at least Tim and I had him both 
uh, probably in our top four running backs for sure. And I wonder how much landing spot will, will affect that here. Okay. Um, are we ready for my pick? Yeah. All right. At number eight, I am taking the player I wanted all along. I'm taking Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, I saw that one coming. <laughs> um, and I've I've uh, I've expressed my love for Jonathan Mingo many many times in many ways. Uh, I think he actually has the highest ceiling of, of the receivers. Um, I think he I love uh, the pairing um, with him in Carolina. Um, so um, for me, that's I think the 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 key the key factor for me is is the the film he's one of these few guys that i think can can do everything well um he's probably not going to be a a target hog um but i i think he'll get enough production that that he's he's kind of a bit of an old school old school wide receiver prospect you know in the mold of to or some of those guys like that a big guy who can who can get open and get touchdowns so I am taking John Mango. Yeah, I, I am. I like the pick. Yeah, I'll be fascinated to see how he's used in the NFL. Uh, Matt Harmon said that he could see him being a big slot in the pros. Yep. So it'll be really fascinating to see um, how they use him. They definitely have a plan in mind, and we'll just see how it plays out. It'll be nice to see him and Bryce Young kind of figure things out in the NFL together. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's the dream is that is that for me it's my favorite fantasy receiver prospect paired up with um my best my favorite nfl quarterback prospect so nice all right cooley number nine um so i think sean just alluded to his favorite quarterback prospect i'll go ahead and take bryce young (laughs) i liked him a lot i he i watched his uh film and i was like okay kind of reminds me of russell wilson a little bit um i think i I think that's comp that his comp's been thrown around like that but he moves really well in the pocket does a good job um creating plays by by doing that obviously that helps with the receivers getting open um a couple of miscues here and there but i mean i yeah i think he's probably the cleanest quarterback prospect in this class and uh I'm going to do something you wouldn't typically do at a draft and bring up another player, but um, what put him above uh, the other big quarterback name and CJ Stroud? Yeah. For you. I mean, I have all three of those guys pretty close. Um, I do too. That's why I have no issue with anybody like taking Stroud over, over young or, I mean, I think Anthony Richardson should get a nod just based off his running ability and, you know, immediate, I mean, I, the Colts are already talking about, oh, we're going to try to start him as soon as possible, too. So who knows if that's true. But, um, you know, obviously fantasy production early helps, you know, keep a guy on your roster. So um, I think all three of those guys are going to be really successful in the NFL and for fantasy purposes, too. All right, Johnny, up at number 10. I am going to go talent over situation and I'm going Zach Charbonnet. Oh. Um, and like, I gotta talk about Walker cause it's, you can't, you can't take this pick without discussing him. And right. I think, you know, I'm a little bit lower than consensus on Walker, 
Uh, he last year he had the worst success rate of over a hundred rushes. His rate of gaining positive yards per rush was worse too. And you know we know we remember last year during scouting like his his reception profile wasn't wasn't uh, illuminating. So how I can see, you know, as we talked earlier about what Seattle's offense is going to look like, if they are this heavily rushing team, you can get the grinder that catches passes and gets goal line work. You know, I can see Ken Walker's play style, even though it's going to be on the highlight reel a lot of time, I can see a front office getting very frustrated with a guy dancing in the backfield. So um, I would be, and, and all the things that we liked pre-draft still apply to Charbonnet and he got the draft capital. So at, at this part of the draft, I'm willing to take a chance on an opportunity uh, to get a large portion of that backfield. And, and you know, you're, you, the uh, Ken Walker president of the Ken Walker fan club is, is on the, yeah. on the call here, right? <laughs> I am aware. You said that in the, in the beginning. Look, look, I, I actually appreciate this, and, and and the reason because I I know I think I can tell when I have bias and when I don't have bias. I know that I I like Ken Walker's film more than Zach Charbonnet's film, and I have no doubt about that. I mean, that's but I also see what what Johnny's saying in terms of how his skill set will complement uh, Kenneth Walker's. For me, the only question is. Um, is the the piece of the pie that I can see Zach Charbonnet getting enough to warrant a pick this high? For me, it's not. But there's also the possibility that due to injury or ineffect, uh, ineffectiveness or coaches being tired of him dancing in the backfield, that basically that they, 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 it flips. And now Zach Charbonnet's the primary carrier. I don't think that's likely, but it's definitely a possibility. So I think that... that Johnny going with high upside here, it makes sense. Even though I wouldn't do it, it still makes sense. All right. I'm, I'm sorry, Tim, by the way. This is the you get the pick you get when you lose the championship. So we all we can know that I won the championship, obviously, because I have number twelve. Oh, I see. You had yeah. this you really put a lot of thought into this draft order. <laughs> no, I just thought you? that right now. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go ahead and take the other quarterback, CJ Stroud here. Um, he's my number two quarterback, so uh, also happy to get him here. Uh, I just see a guy that's primed and ready to to do well in the NFL with excellent uh, p- ball placement. He's a ball placement specialist. I think he's going to be a very accurate quarterback and uh, is going to be re- going to be really good for a long time. I mean, I'll say, uh, you know, it's there's a there's a there's a tear break, right? I think Stroud is very clearly a guy who has a um, is going to be handed a starting job, and and the others you don't know. Um, I uh, unless there's more, I have him quite a bit lower, and the reason I have him quite a bit lower is simply because I I have a hard time seeing that him being as somebody who's not going to run, although he suggests that maybe he's going to run more in the NFL. Um, seeing kind of the crazy numbers, so I see his his ceiling being a like Kirk Cousins, which is fine. But um, I would rather take the swing at the, at the other position at and this I, point. I think uh, I see the ceiling more in the Drew Brees end of things, ceiling-wise. I think uh, 
Kirk Cousins is closer to his floor. So that's just how I see it. All right. How about you guys? So I got to I got to pose a question. Yeah. Uh if there wasn't the salary consideration uh based on the discount at quarterback, uh-huh. would would all of those quarterbacks still have gone in the first round for you guys of a one quarterback league? I I will answer I, first. I took both. Go ahead. go ahead, Sean. No, you go ahead. You, you go ahead. Go ahead. I, I took both of the first two quarterbacks and the way my league set up is it's a set salary per pick. So it doesn't matter what position you pick. Um, I've debated this in my head a couple of times. Um, and I think I still would take those guys at that spot. For me in a, in a one quarterback league, the only, without a salary discount, the only player I only quarterback I'm taking in the first round for sure is Anthony Richardson. And, and for me, um, Bryce Young, it would be at the end of the first round, beginning of the second, and, and C.J. Stroud would be borderline third round if I'm paying full price for them. I'm, I'm going to wait till he's cheap. That's, that's, uh, that's, but, you know, I'm probably a little bit lower on him than others, so. There and there were a couple of players I was debating uh, against. We'll get here. into that, yeah. uh, right? I'm not going to say those names because maybe one will make it back to me. But all right, Sean, how about number twelve? Last so, pick in the first round. So this is where I'm. I'm really. This is the first pick that I really am a little. I'm sweating a little bit uh, because I have two players that I like quite a bit, um, and I liked every bit of them throughout. Um, and one of them has recently been revealed to have some significant knee injuries, um, including maybe not playing with an ACL. Uh, and the other one has Lamar Jackson throwing him the football. So I am going to go with, I'm actually not going to follow the one that's on my list. Because I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. And the reason I'm going to go with Zay Flowers is because I love Zay Flowers. I love his game. Um, I love how he competes. I think he is the most complete receiver in the NFL right now. Like he can step in and be very good in the NFL. I'm not that worried about Rashad Bateman because I don't think Rashad Bateman is going to be anything. I'm not that worried about Odell because I think Odell is getting close to being washed. And um, and uh, uh, Lamar Jackson's proven that he can support uh, at least one high-end wide receiver and i think that the odds are good that it's going to be zay flowers so um that's who i'm taking and uh i am kind of wishing i had another pick so i could take the other guy but uh i will i will let one maybe he'll fall through uh don't worry i got him yeah i figured you probably do (laughs) yeah uh what do you guys think about uh my dilemma here and how i resolved it i go in the same direction um he flowers doesn't really stand out analytically but uh, this is where I take heed from my film guys and everybody that I know that gets their analysis done through film loves Zay Flowers. Despite his size, he can play anywhere. And I'd swing for him putting Lamar and Todd Monken, who loves to pass together. So getting a chance at that offense of what, how it could be is what I do as well. He looked good on film. I think pre-draft, I had him in number two. I did too. Yeah, I had him. I had him and Mingo basically neck and neck. So he's a very good player. I 
if he was not in Baltimore, he'd be much higher on my board. Yeah, I would have loved him in Minnesota. Could you imagine mm. him in Minnesota? That would have oh, been pretty special. It's been so fun. All right, so let me recap the first round before we go on. First pick was Bijan Robinson. JSN went at should, number two. Should we tell people what the, what their salaries were? I mean, Is that boring? no. Okay. <laughs> I don't right. think. Jameer Gibbs went three. Dalton Kincaid, four. Anthony Richardson at five. Jordan Addison at six. Kendra Miller at seven. Jonathan Mingo at eight. Bryce Young, nine. Zach Charbonnet at 10. CJ Stroud at 11. And Zay Flowers at 12. We are on to the second round, pick number 13. Uh, and Cooley, you are on the clock. Um, yeah, I, I think Sean already alluded to the pick. So, uh, or as far as hinting at it, but I'll take Tajay Spears. Mm-hmm. Despite all the knee concerns, um, you know, I think the NFL does a good job of, you know, analyzing these injuries. There's players that completely come off the board. Um, based off injury. So the fact that, um, you know, Tennessee took him in the third round, it's good draft capital. Um, I think he's got a good opportunity to, you know, produce in year two um, based off the current running back situation. Yeah. He was one of the guys I was thinking about when I took Stroud. I really like him. Uh, the only thing I think he's lacking as a running back is that that scary speed. It's not not the, you know, the forty master that uh, some people really like at running back. But he's a good player, and I think he actually. I still think he was like four four something. He's though, four yeah, four eight. Yeah. Four nine. No, he was. He's, he's decent. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah, you I, saw him get caught from behind once, and he was like back burner <laughs> for you. Um, but yeah, I like I like that pick. I like this player. I like him a lot. I, I actually um, uh, Cooley's explanation for uh, why he is not that worried about the knee yep. is, um, is something I share. I yep. also think the team's talked about it. They say they're not not all that worried about it, and uh, and also, frankly, in a salary cap league um, with running backs, you're really only looking to get a couple years out of them anyway. And um, so, no, I, I think it's a good pick. And if the NFL views him in the same way, they might just run till the wheels falls off, fall off. Right. Yeah. That would be great. For that's fans. a good point. For sure. Except uh, a human being's wheels falling off. Yeah, that's, that would be bad. But, you know, it's kind hopefully of cool. he'll be well compensated during this time. But he's a running back, so probably not. Um, Johnny, uh, are you up? You're up? Yeah, I'm going uh, situation over talent. I'm going Devon A-Chain. Oh, um, as... I mean, he landed in the perfect scenario that uh, that everyone was salivating over him going to. Um, and I'd love him to be a part of the Mike McDaniel offense. But, you know, Mike McDaniel coming from that Shanahan system, this could definitely play out to be a Trey Sermon-like pick where oh. if, you know, I'm just saying, but this is where we're at in the draft of you got to shoot your shot. Um, he's super tiny at sub 190 pounds and guys that have been that light have not done great. Work uh, done, example, baby. <laughs> There's yeah, one. I mean, There's one. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> I, Isaiah Pete also comes to mind yeah. who, um, Truncated. in one of my first re from the Rams a million years ago. And I actually took him, I found a, I drafted Isaiah Pete 
I found a like sleepers article on ESPN and I took him in like the fifth round of a redraft league, like his rookie season, thinking that that's what a sleeper was. And (laughs) so this is how you can grow and mature. Oh yeah. Look at me now. Our very first uh, salary cap rookie drafts are, uh, were fairly amusing. I mean, there were some that were, I mean, just complete head scratches as to who took who, where, and, yeah, it just takes a little takes a little time to get used to think what, we've, what is value. We've all gotten a lot better at it. That's we've for sure. We've gotten a lot better. Uh, a chain, yeah, I don't have him this high. I will say, um, but I know I'm an outlier on this. It is absolutely a fabulous landing spot for him. I 100 mm-hmm. percent agree with that. Uh, the reason why I am not worried about the Trey Sermon thing is I think actually Trey Sermon's primary problem was that he's he was expected to. To, to do something they wanted. They wanted somebody bigger and stronger who could also do that wide zone stuff. And he just was too slow. And and um, and that's why everybody passed him on the depth chart that was that was uh, had some speed. And um, he's got speed. Like he's, I think he's perfect for this system. Whether he gets fantasy volume and touchdowns and things like that, I think is a question, but it's a great fit. Yeah, it's a perfect fit. All right, I'm on the clock. I am going to go with another running back and take Roshan Johnson. Ooh, I think this... That's spicy. Well, I think he was. He is also a really good football player. He was stuck behind Bijan in college, and so he didn't get the, you know, the recognition uh, or maybe credit that he deserves, but I also think he's... He's a good running back, and I think he fits in in Chicago. And really, I he he's got a, a good running back possibly in front of him, a sixth rounder, um, and then a guy I mean, yeah. a guy who's had an Achilles injury. So the the path to a lot of playing time is there for him in Chicago. Yeah, and I think he's the kind of player who who will for sure be as a later round pick. He's going to make the team he's not going to be on a he's not gonna be on a practice squad because he'll do whatever the team needs him to do and then he'll be there and when he actually gets a chance to play it's i've said it before i think he'll come in and i don't think he'll come out and i think that's uh so i i it's a little spicy but but uh but i like the pick anybody else any thoughts i think he had a <clears throat> good report come out today i'm trying to find it oh i like the sound of that Johnny, well, he's looking. Instant, instant yeah, I'll fill review. in. Um, yeah, I mean, he the the concerning part is like he's such an enigma going into the NFL draft of how good really is he? How will these NFL teams view him? He didn't get the capital that we really wanted to see, um, but it's feeling like Chicago will definitely be a committee. Um, Herbert is uh, awful in pass protection, mm-hmm. but. He's actually really great on the ground being fourth in yards after contact per attempt. So, you know, Roshan's going to, going to have an opportunity and, you know, it's, I don't want to ding a guy for being behind the best running backs in Saquon. Right. So, and if he, and if he gets on the field just because he's a, a good pass blocker, he, that, that, that's, that, that's just a, a window for him to stay on the field. And that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. So. And his fourth, I think, did he go kind of early in the fourth round, yeah. if I remember right? So, yeah. yeah, I think it was not real high draft capital, but it doesn't scare me off of him. 
Cooley, do you have good news for me? Did you find it? I don't have it yet. Right. I, I saw it on my sleeper app. Um, well, we, we but I can't find it. We can come back if, if, yeah, if it's, in if case it's you really, find it, but... if it's really riveting, we'll come back. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to take yes a player that I'm super excited to at take. number sixteen. Yes, actually, and it's tough because I feel like the player everybody that is falling on this board um, uh, is uh, Quentin Johnston. And I'm not going to take him. I'm going to take Tank Dell. I knew it. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to take you Tank Dell. Your talk. I'm going to take Tank, Tank Dell because this is a half point PPR league, and I don't think he's coverable. Um, I mean, like he might not win downfield a ton, but I just think he is has the ability to catch a million little passes across the middle, and uh, and I think he's the pairing there with with a ball placement specialist like CJ Stroud, I think is a great pairing. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking tank down. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. I mean, the question of course is, is size, but he was a dominant receiver in college. Um, the, the odds aren't good for a guy that's five, eight and 165 pounds, but uh, I think he's got a, a chance to break the mold there. And, and I think actually... he's five, eight and a half. Okay. I think you're underselling his height a little bit. All right. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Didn't C.J. Stroud tell Houston to draft him? Yeah, he did. Oh, really? he, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. He asked them to draft. That's Talk about some bowl early. Wow, good for him. Seriously, good for Stroud. Yeah. So when they called him and they said, "Hey, how do you like to to come play for us?" and he said, "Great, just later on, just get make sure you, you get tanked out." I mean, I. I don't know hey, how that hey David, how has that worked out for your team and your quarterback picking players? We'll we'll discuss that one when she races. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, is that I think that's the question is, is are you taking Rasheed Rice here because because uh, David you're up. Yeah. So um, I'm not taking Rasheed Rice. <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll touch on him later as maybe he I he might be even an honorable mention an honorable mention at this point. But um, yeah, he's he's not high on my board. Um. So uh, I'm going to take Quentin Johnston. Um, I can understand everybody's concerns. The fact that he fell to the second round, mid-second round in our draft, um, says a lot. But the reality is the dude's a freak, and he can do a lot of good things. So if he can – his upside is if he can work on his hands and get better route running, he's elite. Um, but the reality is if he doesn't, he's just, I don't see him lasting too long. He could easily bust out of the league in three years. He, he was the next guy on my list. So I agree with the pick. Um, and yeah, you've, you've mentioned there's just question marks about him and falling to the mid second round. I, but this is where I think he deserves to go or probably should go. I mean, that's the guy, obviously I was turning around with, and, and for me, the, the, the hands were an issue. He also has kind of like the ability to make special catches. So I kind of feel like the hands thing might sort itself out. My bigger problem with him is it was not having enough aggressiveness and going and getting the ball on contested catches. That's, that is a thing where I don't, I think you either, <laughs> it's so cliche, whatever, but you either have the dog or you don't. And I just don't think he does. So, so I'm 
he has enough physical freak skills that that if he hits, he's going to be really good. But, and getting the middle of second round is that's the perfect pick there because right. he's got the upside. I think. Yeah, I yeah no, with I, with the with the caveat that I would have taken him with the next pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he doesn't play big, but you know this is where I take a step back and say. I will confidently say I am not I do not know more about football than an NFL general manager. And if they are willing to take a guy that high, I it's it gets a point this is a first round wide receiver. Right. That 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 went off the board. So Yep. I'm I'm intrigued how he's gonna fit into San Diego. Yeah. I mean he's he's kind of a Mike Williams type. Right. So um, it could take a little it's bit. It's just going to be interesting. Right. It could take a while before he's producing for you, I think. But Yeah. And Mike Williams said flashes. At the start of 2021, remember, oh, yeah. I think five weeks in, he was wide receiver number one mm-hmm. overall. That's, so. that's true. I, I mean, I think, I mean, the good news for him is that I don't think a whole lot of people think there's going to be any question about whether he's going to have good quarterback play. And, you know, like that's Jordan Addison. We don't know what his quarterback play is going to be and you know there's some questions about how many good wide receivers or pass catchers can Lamar support so all these players have questions that that's at least not a question for him I don't think so all right Johnny we're at number 18 with you I'm going to go Jaden Reed Mm -hmm. um I wanted him to get this guy so late I thought he was not going to go this early and then when he went in the second round that was a surprise at second round draft capital for Green Bay yeah, I said, oh, man, I'm not going to get him late at the end of the <laughs> third. Um, but uh, he might not end up being elite, but his breakout age is elite. Um, he was he played with D. Eskridge at Western Michigan uh, and outperformed him. And then when he went to Michigan State, he had at least a 21% per, uh, reception share in both years that he was there. Um, it's not outside of the bounds of possibilities that he becomes, he plays very similar to Diggs, and, uh, at, at, in the middle of the second, um, I'll take a chance on, on getting the next Diggs. I, I, I mean, I, I don't like him, um, that much. He's not far down my list though, because we're kind of getting into more, some slim pickings, I think. And I think Reed does have a nice opportunity. Um, uh, I think, um, I, especially in a half point PPR league, I think he has the potential to to just catch a lot of balls, and I think that that is always what you're looking for in in that kind of league. So I I, I like the pick. Yeah, I liked a lot about Reed. Uh, there was I think it was like a lack of special catch ability. I'm air quoting, but like I felt like he wasn't making a lot of tough catches that when I was watching film, but outside of that, I really did like his game. I think the way I put it is he would do all everything right to get himself in the position where he could make a a, a tough catch and then wouldn't make the tough catch. And that happened a lot. And, uh, in the NFL, I expect more catches to be harder to make, but guys get better. I mean, like, that's the thing is they don't just come in and, and stay put. Like in the, some of the theory behind why you care about things like breakout ages, you want people to have room to grow, and uh, he, I think he has room to grow. So I think that that is uh, he's a he's a fine pick there. All right. Yeah, and so when everyone has, 
right? When yeah. everyone has has smudges on their record or or their profile to some extent, yeah, you just look for things that go, you know, think about how okay that can be coached out of them. Right. Where it's like the Quentin Johnson, it's like that's a whole different approach. Oh, okay. What would an NFL team be able to tweak and, and improve? Is right. what I look for too. Uh, Cooley, what were you going to say? You know, you guys mentioned um, a, a couple of things about him, but I, I did put in my notes, can win contested balls. Um, I watched the game against Wisconsin uh, for, for him, um, but I liked his route running, decent hands. Um, so maybe I just saw a different game than you guys as far as some of those things. And that, oh, that's how it goes. I like, saw all of them. Skin. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think I think uh, I, I agree with you completely. He he, there's lots of things. It's not like he can't win those contested catches or anything like that. I just think that he's just got to be more con- consistent about it. So, all right, Timmy. I'm up at pick number nineteen. I was uh, sniped on Kincaid earlier, so I'm going to take my second tight end here with Sam Laporta, and I like uh, I liked his athleticism. I think I'm kind of shooting for the stars here. Uh, in terms of, um, I just think he's the next tight end that has the best shot at uh, being something special in the NFL. I'm not necessarily predicting that, um, but I, I like the chances here uh, ha- over halfway through the second round, so I'm taking Laporta. Hmm. I just had to find him real quick. He's on page two, I think, <laughs> right, for me. Okay. I just kidding around. Uh, Tim, don't feel bad. He's my next guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Start, I'm, I'm used to Sean start, being wrong. Let's so. start positive here, uh, uh, Johnny. He's coming to your hometown. Tell us yeah. what you like about Sam. So, Laporta. um, he's super athletic. Um, has a great yards per run rate, and he got the draft capital. So, um, and and that you know, with the suspensions going on in Detroit, uh, that gives an opportunity, and and that's what I've that's what I've always tried to look for is okay. What tight ends have when they've gotten a chance where there's been injuries or other situations that have stepped up, but which ones have it that we're just keep on making excuses for, you know, it's like Adam Troutman. We're just like, keep on going like, but if he had the right opportunity, it's like the dudes had it. Like he's been in the NFL like well, six yeah, years. And now so he's got it's traded. Like, so yeah, he's exactly for somewhere what? else. Him and a seventh for a sixth, I got, think. Yeah, he got traded Ooh. with first to to they the took Denver. Like a, I'm trying to think of who they took with their pick. It was definitely like a you know backup quarterback or something. I can't remember. Um, so I don't like Sam Laporta, uh, and I don't like him because I don't think he has he does everything okay, and I didn't think he did anything good. Um. <laughs> So I feel like he's a balanced player, uh, but like not in a way that is going to be exciting for fantasy football. So, um, you know, I hope I'm right, mostly because I don't want Detroit to use. Did, did they take Laporta with the pick they gave us, or that we gave him for Hawkinson? So they took him at. It was like two, three. It was very high in the second round. So yeah, he went. Uh, so. Detroit traded the six overall pick for 12, which where we took Gibbs and for 34, which is where we took Laporta. Okay. So in some ways they just trade Hawkinson for Laporta. That's how I'm going to view it. And, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about that as a Vikings fan. Um, David, how do you feel about Sam Laporta? 
I thought he was a pretty good route runner, set up DBs with good stems, um, can make that big catch by going up and using his body. He was a great blocker. So, you know, the things that you want to see from a um, rookie tight end to, to see playing time. So um, I think he, to be honest, I, you know, with all the Quentin Johnston talk, I, I could have easily took Laporta, um, you know, a couple picks before that. All right, Sean. Um, number right, twenty. Number twenty. This is the last pick where I could choose to spend more money on a player other than tight end. Right? They're, they're all after this are going to be at the minimum. So sure. I'm going to choose to to spend a little bit more money. I'm going to take Michael Wilson uh, from Arizona um, out of Stanford. Uh, I I like this film. I think he has. Um, uh, he is a guy that I, I worry about when I think about early breakout versus late breakout, and you think about injuries and all these other things. I think he actually broke out before he got started getting hurt, but <clears throat> his, um, you know, 14 games in his last three years is not great. I worry about the foot, um, but I, I think the opportunity is there for him going to uh, Arizona, having a, a, a good passer there throwing him a football and uh I, I see it as a a little little higher ceiling for him than some of the other options i had available to me including some of these tight ends who i do like as well but um so i'm gonna go with wilson what do you think guys i'm not in yeah i mean but it's the late second so whatever yeah it's it's early for me too um i mean it, you can see a path to playing time but, I mean, it'd be nice if DeAndre Hopkins got traded to the Chiefs or something like that. But I'm um, just expecting that'll happen, I think. I mean, then, then, it's, then there's definitely upside, um, you know. Yeah, I, I like this film. I, I actually like this pick where you're taking it towards the end of the second round. I think this is a high upside pick. I think he didn't play much in college because he had trouble staying healthy. But when he did, I thought he looked really good. Well, is it is it's a bit of a uh, the, the, for me the concern is that I said this last time is that he might just be a low ceiling player a, a player where he en- ends up being an okay NFL player for a while but doesn't have a, enough uh, juice to take things to a level where he's going to be fantasy football relevant. I think that is a real concern, but I just um, I, I I wanted to go with a different position than tight end and and that. Other than that, that's that. Those are the guys that I was looking at. So, all right. And Tim said if he can stay healthy, and that's been yeah. the biggest concern for that me. I a- do not want a guy on my team that has all these injury concerns. That's why he doesn't pop from an analytics perspective, and I do not want to have to make tough decisions about a guy of like, oh, maybe they'll get yeah. healthy. Yeah, if he's if he has a couple of years where he's looks okay but then like isn't playing then you have to make a contract decision and you get nothing to make it off of i agree all right this is our last go around cooley it's pick number 21 to you uh i'll go with marvin Mims going to the broncos um i when i watched his film i liked his route running um he's fast he's undersized like a lot of the receivers in this class um good hands i ended up watching three games but i I liked what i saw um i think he can have have an immediate path 
Um, there's been some talk about trading Cortland Sutton too. So, you know, could open up some, some more uh, opportunities there in, in Denver and, you know, Russell Wilson uh, hopefully can find the keys to the car. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I was probably, I'm probably a little bit more negative on Mims simply because I drafted his brother. Um, but, uh, you know, there's definitely things to like about him. And they, I think if I remember rightly, they traded up to get him. That's always another good sign. So uh, I like the pick. It's, I, I have him a little bit later, but, um, but, uh, but there's nothing, I mean, at this point we're, we're throwing Hail Marys here. So. Yep. Yeah. He's a big play guy, which I, um, I find them frustrating, so I I, pref- I don't go for them typically for my team. But I think it's not a not a bad move here. Got second round draft capital, um, lots of upside. So I think that's a good pick. Johnny, twenty two, your last pick. I will take Tank Bigsby. Um, so he's a bigger body back, and he's got a high reception share in college. So that's what I'm willing to to side with. Um, he could definitely be like a DeMarco Murray in, in, uh, in Jacksonville. Um, it's definitely a talent over situation play. And in this format, I'm willing to just wait out for him to earn some playing time and, and to get on the field more and more. Yeah. I, I, he, to me, he feels like a guy who is going to be, always be a complimentary player. Um, and he didn't, he doesn't have the, the things that pop for me that to make me think that a team is going to rely on him, except when, when, and if somebody like Etienne gets injured, um, then, then I think he, he will get an opportunity and will fill him. But then the next year comes back, I think he'll probably go back to the bench. That's my concern, but it, he, 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 he does in my view, he does everything pretty well. And that's like he's a balanced player, and I think that that's also has some has some value to it as well. All right, am I on the clock here, Cooley? Did you have anything to say? We weigh in on Bigsby. I mean, I I, I liked him. I don't love him. Um, you know, it's more at the end of the second round, so I don't I don't I don't hate the pick by any means. Um, you know, Etn's a little bit smaller back too, so I mean, there's a chance he could get hurt and. Bigs, we could easily, you know, take over that lead. We'd roll and Jacksonville has a good offense um, under Trevor Lawrence. So I, I, I think, I think it's a, a good pick as far as um, potential value. And, you know, I mean, situations change. So you don't know what happens to ETN. As far, I mean, he could have another injury and, you know, be career ending. So um, I, I, you know, I don't hate it. All right, I'm up at number 23. I'm going to go for the ceiling again here. Uh, It's not a player that I loved on tape, but I think this is the right time to take Rasheed Rice. Mm -hmm. He went to Kansas City in the second round. Um, I do think he still has a lot to learn about playing wide receiver, but he has some physical attributes that uh, I think you need to be successful in the NFL. Um, and he's in a great spot, obviously, with Mahomes and Andy Reid. So, um, yeah, I'm taking Rasheed Rice here at number 23. Uh, I, you know, I had him about here as well. Um, I like exactly what you said, the upside. My concern with him is that he's pretty raw 
So in a salary cap league, I'm not sure how much value you're going to get out of them in short term, but the ceiling is is there. So like, you know, you got he's got the draft capital. I think they traded up for him as well, and um, he's basically going to a team with the best passing offense and the best quarterback in the league year in and year out. So um, it's pretty shocking to me that, he, that he's fallen this far in our in our draft, but uh, I think it's a great pick. All right. Sean. I'm really hoping he goes first round in my league because I'm, I'm in a league with nothing but Chiefs fans, and Chiefs <laughs> players always just go really – I, I how, almost how, never own Chiefs players. How high did Sky Moore go in your league? 106. Oh, he went – sorry, he went 106. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think he went – Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think he, went, he was going like, at like 109. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think, think he, he went, went 9. Yeah, it wasn't like 101. Oh, and non-superflex, right? Yeah. Correct. Uh, Non-su- oh, yeah, okay. we're just uh, half-point PPR. It's not that crazy. I think he went 11. I, I, it's funny. My wife, um, when we picked Rishi Rice, she looks at me and she goes, so, you know, what's your notes <laughs> What does on this mean? She knows I watch <laughs> film. I go, okay. I was like, let me look it up. I said, not a good route runner. Runs, runs wide for verticals and doesn't get back on his stems. I saw him get pushed out of bounds. This is my notes. He sucks. Fumbles against <laughs> Houston. I watched TCU against Houston. And I said, okay, I got to watch one more game to like, because I texted my buddy. I was like, what are we doing? And he's like, well, he's like, people seem to like the pick. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I, I, I just texted him. I was like, I, I really hope I'm wrong. He runs slow routes. Can he can make contested catches, which is good. The Chiefs need that. As far, they need a possession possession receiver. They need to replace Juju Smith Schuster. So, um, but he doesn't seem to get open. Uh, he does good against zone, but takes a while to get open due to his speed. I mean, I, I think I, I watched one. He had one comeback route, and it took like four seconds for him to get there. And I was like, hmm. we don't have that time, right? NFL. Um, so it, it just like I don't see me picking him. I think the good news is I think one of my Chiefs fans in my league will take him before I do. But um, I mean, taking a late second, early third flyer on it because we're just you know hoping something sticks. I don't hate it either because the you know it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it's Travis Kelsey is the number one option there, and then from there it's a bunch of different guys. So um, yeah. There's there's a lot of it's the same it's the same situation as last year. There's a bunch of receivers that we don't really know. I mean, Juju I think was kind of the lead in, but people didn't really know who that number two guy was going to be. Right. So uh, with Mister Irrelevant in our draft, now we'll say this: I am not taking the next two guys on my board because I am pretending as if actually the next three guys on my board are three guys ahead of him all play tight end. And I'm pretending this draft is going on through three rounds because, you know, I wish it was. <laughs> so I'm taking the guy that I think has the highest ceiling. I cannot believe he's still here. I have my reasons for not liking him. There are numerous reasons for not liking him, but I'm still taking Jalen Hyatt. And I think I'm taking Jalen Hyatt because I think uh, he has at least one thing that is really unique and really special. Um and uh, it, it's I don't understand the fit in in New York certainly, but offensive change, uh, offenses change, quarterbacks change, etc. And I'm going to take the ceiling play with Jalen Hyatt. So that's I 
definitely have three tight ends ahead of him. Um, but I'm I, with Mr. Irrelevant. That's who I'm going to take. Plus, I got my tight end early anyway. <laughs> I don't hate it. I mean, he's kind of in that Marvin Mims uh, tier for me, where it's I think there's a lot of upside there. Uh, just not, I'm not sure if or when that's going to happen for uh, for him, but I, I don't hate the pick. Yeah, he doesn't feel drastically different than uh, Jamison Williams coming out last year. Just a guy with a ton of vertical ability that can stretch the field. And one of the big differences is he can play the first six games of the year. Um, but <laughs> Jamison uh, Williams has some, some pretty good route running, though. That he, I didn't he does. See I, and like, of course, like, yeah, the draft Deanna. capital is huge. All, all those other factors, but just like what his, what his profile looks like right. is not that far off. So it's just hard, you know, it's like thinking of, you know, remember Kadarius Tony, how he was just like bodied in drafts. And then like, you know, that this seems to be the same thing with Jalen Hyatt of, this guy who oh only does one thing and is kind of uh unique in a certain way and then hey guess what after one year everyone was clamoring for a lot of people were clamoring for tony to be on this on their team right saw the value there all right well i'm gonna just summarize the uh the second round here while i do that guys be thinking if there's one name left on your list that wasn't called that you want to give a shout out to honorable mention to uh when i'm done here so at number 13, Tajay Spears went. Number 14, Devon. Is it Devon or Devon? Devon, I think it's Devon. Devon A-Chain. Roshan Johnson went at 15. Tank Dell at 16. Quentin Johnson at 17. Or Johnston. (laughs) Johnston. Uh, 18, Jaden Reed. 19, Sam Laporta. Uh, 20, which Michael Wilson. 21, Marvin Mims. 22, Tank Bigsby. 23, Rasheed Rice, and 24, rounding out the second round, Jalen Hyatt. Cooley, did you have an honorable mention? I'm going to go with Zach Evans. Um, I know he did not get the draft capital that I think a lot of people hoped. Um, I had him pretty high on my pre-draft board, but, um, you know, the landing spot's not too bad. So, um, I mean, I think there's a path with Cam Akers there. Um he might be a, you know, have to sit a year situation before you want to pull him off your taxi squad type player. But I, I liked his film. I know he kind of bounced around to a different couple of colleges. Um, obviously, Kendra Miller was, you know, the guy that kind of beat him out at TCU. I, I don't know the exact situation. I prefer he's kind of a knucklehead, uh, Zach Evans. But um, he... The reality is, though, he's a good football player, and I think he's got a good opportunity to earn a spot as the number two in L.A. and and be, you know, maybe the guy next year. Yeah, no, I think it's I think that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good sleeper, uh, Johnny. What about you? Uh, you know, I love me my slot wide receiver, so I'm going Josh Downs. Uh, he's on the a rich timeline. So whatever, don't bank on that. Uh, but with us, I'm willing to let him develop. And with our ability to resign rookies, I'd be happy to, to wait. He's a majorly productive slot guy that did early before he was 20 years old. And he was a gigantic part of that tower heels offense. So that's who, that's my honorable mention. Yeah. 
All I, right. I, I I I like that one too. Tim, I think uh, you you actually uh, I do listen to you, Sean, sometimes, and uh, <laughs> uh, you I think you convinced me to some degree on K. Sean Booty. Mm. Um, I he's not a guy, as you know. I did not love his tape, but I I did see some tape early in his career where he did look like a totally different player. He's going to a spot where they really don't have much there in terms of receiver. He is there with Belichick. Um, he's either going to shape up and uh, be a really savvy pick, or he's, or we're going to know. And I'm, if I'm taking a guy in the third round, I think I'm going to know whether I can uh, cut him or if I have something, a diamond in the rough. So I would just uh, I'd honorably mention Keishon Booty. Well... I feel like you stole my thunder. Sorry. Oh, no, the truth is, is that uh, I uh, I hadn't looked far enough down to see him, but he would have been probably the guy that I would have picked for exactly the same reasons you had. So I'm kind of stuck here trying to choose between tight ends, honestly. And, you know, I got Sconemaker ahead of the rest, uh, given his landing spot. I, I actually like Musgrave's landing spot, but I... I the fact that they took two tight ends back to back in the second or third round, uh, even though I like Musgrave a lot more than uh, than the other one, and Kraft, uh, Kraft, um, it still put, provides a, a bit of a cloud as well as the potential for a share time situation. I, so I think I'm going to go ceiling, and I'm going to go with Darnell Washington. So um, as my kind of like deep sleeper pick. Uh, yep, I don't love the landing spot. Uh, I don't love the fact that he didn't have tremendous amounts of production at Georgia, but um, he uh, he does something different than everybody else, and I think he's going to get on the field a lot, and, and and he can expand his game from there. So I think if I'm if I'm throwing if I'm throwing the hail mary here, it's it's going to be in Washington. All right. Any parting comments, uh, Cooley, Johnny? Man, you guys went so much easier on David than than when I came on the pod the first time with Farhan. <laughs> oh man, I, I my wife asked me like, "Oh, are you jealous that someone else is coming on the pod?" And I go, "Oh, well, they really just bring me up when they harass me now, so I'm totally fine with the other." thieves coming on the pod <laughs> oh that's funny uh yeah it it takes it, it takes a little uh it, it takes you gotta have a, a steel heart a little bit it's all in good fun i mean tim and i give each other a lot of crap but you know uh we've been fully entwined in each other's lives now for like 30 years so uh it's it's all it's all good it's all good good humor good natured we're all just trying to guess anyway, right? That's right. <laughs> I mean, that is the thing is is like fantasies in the name. We're having we're having right. fun and uh and playing a pretend game. I it, I, I enjoy <laughs> making everybody think that I think that I know everything when I truth I've made many bad picks in my career. So if we could be a fly on the wall in all of the coaches' meetings, we would be just fine. <laughs> but the reality is we're not. Um, well, and the reality is also the, the one end. of the best Go ahead. Well, so the reality is also that NFL GMs make mistakes at least as often as as, as we do. Uh, so right. I don't actually fully defer the way that Johnny does that uh, NFL GMs know what they're doing because um, that's because, not why I stated on the record <laughs> <laughs> because because the Eagles took Rager before Justin Jefferson, right? So 
uh, I can make that mistake, and uh, so can the Eagles. And let the record note, I don't like Bryce Ford Wheaton, okay? <laughs> you guys have been trying to stick me on him forever. I don't, how, I don't even know how that started. Cooley, yeah. any last words? Uh, no, not really. I know I've been pushing hard for the Facebook Steel Pod to uh, do a... Um, a sleeper mock draft. Sleeper mock draft, draft, right. Yeah, sleeper mock draft. Yeah. So that invite is still, you know somewhere in the thread yeah uh, if, so feel if, free for, to do that if, um, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are not in that facebook group and so if anybody wants to be part of uh a mock draft on on sleeper uh at least send us a, a, a message or a, a something through any of the things that tim's going to tell you about in a little bit here and we'll try to get you connected right well uh cooley thank you for joining us and thank yes, you thanks for, a lot. for being so so active on the steel pod facebook group it's a lot of fun to have you there johnny i have a lot of questions you <laughs> johnny it's always good to talk with you i'm going to be headed your way this summer so uh we'll have to connect when i'm out in out near detroit let's hang out man yeah, yeah. let's do now it I'm jealous Can um, I come? <laughs> is this you and your wife it's just me and katie yeah yeah i'll, I'll and me right? and okay well, <laughs> put you in the trunk that's right all right yeah, come on well, out the big well, trunk <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us. We uh, we had a good time today. Hope you did as well. Coming up, we are going to be doing uh, an episode on players that we missed uh, that went early in the NFL draft. So we're just going to go back and try to pick up some of the pieces that maybe we dropped there. Uh, if you do want to reach out about the uh, mock draft on the Steel Pod Facebook group, you can join up there. Uh, you can. I'm going to give the email address. It's uh, steelpod at gmail.com. Or I'm on Twitter at steelpod. And I'm at Steel Pod Sean. And uh, we look forward to doing this again. And until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group. And follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod. Oh, my gosh. I don't, it's. These were great for a while. It was, hang on. We can't hear what you're saying if you're saying something. Darn it. Oh, you got you guys just mute us anytime we have any <laughs> dissent towards your picks. No, I want you to dissent. Yeah. It's more interesting that way. We're gonna listen and we're just going to complete we're just going to say the name of the player we pick and then just it's, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like that. It's all gonna be Johnny saying, That's a great pick, Sean. But Michael <laughs> Wilson is Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So uh, uh yeah, pretend I just said what do you think, guys, again. <laughs>